Um, this beer is mm. what I expected. Oh, it's not. Really? No, that's like um, drinking coffee that's been teabagged by a satchel of used nickels. <laughs> Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Hello, hello, and welcome once again to Fresh Hop Cinema, your favorite podcast in the world that happens to talk about craft beer and film. My name is Max Minardi. My name is Johnny Summers. Very excited. Hope you got a chance to listen to our Oscar recap last week. That was a lot of fun. We were very filled to the brim with movie knowledge. Um, so we're excited to get back into the swing of things with our normal show format, which is to say, if you've never heard it before, it's a three-part show. We cover two beers and one movie, and we won't spoil the movie until the danger zone where we will, but we'll give you one more warning before that. Johnny, if they want to find us on the internet, where can they do so? Yeah, all the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, what's the other one? The beer one? Untapped? Untapped. We could do uh, Letterboxd. Letterboxd. You can email us at fhccast at gmail.com. Yeah, please follow us on all the social medias. And also, we are available wherever fine podcasts are listened to. And we have a new challenge this week. If you love this podcast like we love you, sure, you <laughs> should take a screenshot of however you listen to this, whether it's on Podbean or Stitcher or SoundCloud, wherever you're listening to this, screenshot it on your phone, share it on your Instagram story or your Facebook story. Tag us. Tag us, the podcast, and us personally if you want, and uh, we'll share it on our feed, and it helps us out. It's a 24-hour commercial on your feed with love from you to us. Fair. Yeah, we can, uh, if you didn't catch it, we're at Fresh Hop Cinema on Instagram. Tag us. You should Uh, be following us already. Yeah, and we post really fun things sometimes. A lot of times, Johnny posts old movie posters. Yep. Uh, which I've been really enjoying. And new ones. It's sure. all art yeah. from all over the world. Yeah. Sometimes I love the Japanese posters. Yeah. They've been really fun. Yeah. So. so those are a lot of fun. So go check that out, please. Um, lastly, if you want to support our show financially, you can do that on patreon.com slash fresh hop cinema for as little as a dollar per episode. We give you cool bonus content, invites to events, um, and other fun stuff that you can check out if you want to take the time. Hugs. To go if, to hugs. If of you course. see us in public. Sure. Um, let's dive in. Uh, you are sipping a beer that we had planned last week, but we're doing it this week because of my weird schedule last week, um, and one that I already know you love, so yeah. I think it's only fitting you tell me what it is. Totally. I am a sucker for advertising when it comes to beer, beer art, beer packaging. I am a firm believer that if things are shiny and pretty, I like them and I will buy them. Fair. This beer is the epitome of that. It is called Da Schutz. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you have to pronounce that. Da Schutz. It's yeah. spelled D A S H O O T Z. Anybody want to guess what brewery it's from? I bet it's Da Schutz. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this beer is named loosely after their brewery, and sure. it is uh, a whole new approach, whole new beer for them. It's an American style Pilsner, four percent. ABV out of Deschutes Brewery from Bend, Oregon. One of my favorite breweries in Bend. They make consistently amazing beer. Yeah, they're one of the first breweries I really got into. Um, definitely one of the first I visited. Um, mm-hmm. Anytime I, well, I think it was like the first time I left, like Chico. Um, okay. Drove up the coast and went through Bend, uh, kind of went east into Bend and um, went to their location there and the one in Portland. I think it was Portland. Um, great, great stuff though. Yeah, and there's really good food at the tap room in Bend too. It's a nice restaurant. Mm-hmm. I had a great meal there, so... Uh, I love this brewery already, and what, like I said, what brought me to buy this beer was the packaging. It is this amazing, like, Hawaiian floral print, mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of that design, like, on clothing where it's called, like, Design Everywhere. Like, it comes in a cardboard box, six-pack standard packaging now, and uh, it's just covered in these flowers and pretty stuff. And I'm like, I didn't even know what style of beer it was when yeah, I picked it up. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm buying this, and it was canned i think january 3rd so it's okay. you know month and a half old super fresh still so yeah this beer is a deschutes it's fun to say yeah it's clean lightly toasted and light citrus bubbly and refreshing it's a simple style with low abv and low ibu so you can keep on going it's essentially you know it's very sessionable four percent but it's I think a really great representation of a crisp, clean, crushable American Pilsner. Totally. I would say too, like we both, I know for a fact, have recently had a Trumer Pilsner, mm-hmm. um, which is definitely more in the line of a German style. And I feel like this has a, a definitely sort of hoppy, uh, more, um, uh, I don't know, like a heavier presence to it than a, than a German Pilsner would. But I think it's really, really good and refreshing, even with that extra body. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of this, man. I can see why uh, there are only two left over. Yeah, the, the six, six pack, pack did not last. 
Yep, that was your uh, call in sick to the podcast yeah, penalty, which I'm is fine. Fine with it. Save two. I think that's a victory. I don't know if it's the uh, the the print on the can, maybe, but it does come off as kind of tropical to me. Like I'm getting weird notes of like papaya or pineapple or yeah, that's that just, kind of thing. That's the can. It might be. I maybe. get none of nothing. That. <laughs> no, I'm also just fair warning coming off of a cup of coffee, which is basically taste wise the opposite of this by a yeah. long shot. It's not like we transition into a stout, mm-hmm. which might have helped. I feel like I'm still kind of adjusting to this beer, but. It's very good. Mm-hmm. I'm into this quite a bit. Yeah, me too. This is really pleasant. This is a style that I'm kind of all about. Uh, Pilsners are trending right now. You know, we've talked about it on the show uh, to great length, but there's actually Pilsner festivals yeah, in certain sure. parts of the world now. And it's a really, really humbling style for people to brew. Because yeah, a totally. lot of people don't know that like lagers and Pilsners are some of the hardest beers to brew because there's nothing to hide behind. Uh, and it's labor intensive. It takes a long time. It's cold fermentation. So this beer is really impressive just for that reason in its cleanliness, its mm-hmm. crispness, its purity. I mean, it's crystal clear. It's a beautiful, light, pale. It looks like champagne. Almost. It does. I was going to say, there's, it's super bubbly at the bottom of my glass. Um, we're both drinking it out of, um, usually we're drinking out of like a little five ounce, five ounce yeah, glasses. So that's the case today. And it's, at least in mine, very, very bubbly at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, still almost like rising like champagne bubbles would. Totally. Um, I want to say, too, on the can, they point out that the reason this is called this is because people over the past 30 years they've been open have kind of mispronounced their name from time to time. Uh, the examples they give are a little bit crazy. Uh, oh, let's hear them. Des Cahooties. Des Cahooties. Day Shoots. Uh, Des Chouettes. Uh, <laughs> so we've heard it all over our 30 years of craft brewing, which is why we were making this simple this time around. Uh, I like it. Yeah, I do, too. I like breweries. It, you know, this can makes me think that this brewery likes to have fun. You know, like this brewery is a fun guy. Yeah, you know? to, yeah, <laughs> to, doesn't take themselves too seriously. Exactly, which is great. Yeah, yeah it's what you want um, most of the time. I don't know. Well, uh, in a brewery, yeah. yeah. I mean, anyone that can name a beer after their own misspelled name, right? It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I dig it. It's an attractive quality. Being able to sort of laugh at yourself or laugh at people that I guess you're laughing at people, but whatever. Yeah. And Deschutes has been mainly known for their their porters and stouts, mm-hmm. i.e., the Abyss. I would argue fresh squeezed IPA has kind of taken over. I was going to get there. It was mid-sentence, bro. I feel like we had a debate like when it's like, oh, yeah, what about yeah, I'm this? I'm going to disagree with you right now. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, between uh, like Obsidian Stout, Black Butte Porter, Abyss, and then Fresh Squeezed, and now, what, Hazy Squeezed or oh, yeah. whatever that uh, no, It's not bad. Fresh Haze. Fre- yeah. Something like that. Is that what it's called? I don't know. The Hazy version of Fresh Squeezed IPA. Yeah. I mean, they're – and then also like Mirror Pond Pale Ale is really good. No, I forgot about that one. Uh, I just got one of their variety packs a couple the, weeks ago. The winter one? No, it was uh, just a might have been winter. I don't know. I got it at like Food Max, right? Because it was like a dollar more than a twelve pack of Sierra mm-hmm. Nevada, and there right. was different beers in it. And they had a Pilsner in there. I think it was Wonderland Pils. Great. They make good Pilsners. It's nice to see yeah. breweries taking kind of a left turn stylistically. Yeah, definitely. And this this beer's so approachable. Agreed. Like, it's good. I'm I'm a big fan of it. I'm gonna rate it now. If that's okay with you. Any tasting notes? Um, Did no. You hit on everything you wanted to say. I think so. I always feel a little bit dumb sometimes when I'm reviewing a a pilsner or, or a traditional kind of basic lager quote that's unquote because you are like i don't have uh too much to add i think it's well made it's very clean it's refreshing i think it does what it's supposed to do how does this beer make you feel very light and happy and good um it's it's a nice beer man i'm i'm overall very pleased again shouldn't understate the the visual appeal of this can it looks it, it looks approachable mm-hmm. and it drinks the same way so i'm very happy all right i like it this beer makes you happy so i'm gonna go with uh with an eight on this baby. Okay. Um, very good. I don't know that it's um, maybe the most um, interesting beer I've ever had. I'd say that about a lot of Pilsners probably. Yeah. Um, but it's super good. Stylistically, that's yeah. not usually going to be thrown around in that equation. Right. That's that's fair, though. This is a very, very high rating for you, too. Yeah. You usually get up in the eights. Yeah, I think. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, what about you? 8.9. I really like it. It's not a nine. It's really good, though. I feel like 8.9 is like, hey. Yeah, Johnny said it's really good. Somebody pay attention. Something's yeah, happening. Exactly. Yeah. Once it gets into nines, it's like turn off the podcast, get in the car. Right. Let's go get this beer. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, where can people find this? Yeah, I got this at Spike's Bottle Shop, but I've seen it all over town too. But their six packs were running, I think, about 10 bucks. Perfect. So, yeah. in my opinion, if you're looking for a 4% beer, you cannot beat sure. this. It's really up there with like a trumer than in my, on my level of enjoyment. Mm-hmm. This is going to be on my radar this summer for sure. Great. 
Um, well, yeah, if you guys want to check it out again, that's Deschutes by Deschutes. Um, Deschutes. Um, and we're going to move right along into Flick Picks, which is the section of the show where we talk about movies that we have seen that are maybe not the movie that we are featuring on the episode this week. Yeah. Um, so I know you have one for sure that is a bit of a follow-up uh, to uh, the two weeks ago's episode. I do. I would love to hear about that. I actually have two follow-ups. Perfect. Can I follow up on the bad beer that we had last week? Yes. Because there's a couple things. Okay. I told Andy from SNS that right. he's going to get in a fight. <laughs> sure. Perfect. <laughs> um, and I explained to him what happened and he got a kick out of it. But he enlightened me that they will actually be getting in some foreign object beer Interesting. next week. And if you're listening to this now, it'd be this week. Sure. So I'm going to try and pick some of that up and we are going to try and revisit that on the show because we did a beer from them that was canned in last July and it was not good. So I want to give this brewery their fair shake. Yeah. So good on you, Andy, for bringing in some cool stuff from Idaho, I believe, right? Yes. Cool. Uh, so in that in that regard, too, we're talking about a beer called The Hanging Garden from Foreign Objects, and we did it last week during the Oscars episode, mm-hmm. um, and it was, like you're saying, old. Um, but if you're hearing this now, you might get a chance to drink it with us, so go pick some up. Uh, definitely at SNS, maybe maybe other places around Chico or wherever you were listening to this. Yeah, to say. he said that it was a new thing on the list that he got from I don't know who's distributing it, so it will probably be making the rounds. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll let you know what we think maybe next episode or Deal. the one after that. Cool. Um, so. Film. Film. Yeah. Do you want to go first or do you want me to? I actually realized I was looking at my letterboxed uh, sort of diary, and I have more than I thought. So I'll let you go first, and then I'll use whatever time we have left to uh, to kind of sum it up what I have, because I have more than I, like I said, more than I thought. Okay. But you first. Yeah. So we, or me. Sure. No, we. Yeah. You, we're here. Yeah. Me. I watched Suspiria not that long ago, the 1977 version, and this is a follow-up of the quote-unquote remake. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't really even understand because I haven't seen either one, but I know that it's not like a plot remake necessarily. No. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I watched Suspiria 2018, directed by Luca Guadagnino. Oh, my Lord. Luca Guadagnino. Guadagnino. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's a couple G's in there in weird places, <laughs> man. He also directed Call Me By Your Name, Timothy Chalamet, and Army Hammer. Army Hammer. So. I'm going to read the description. This was released October 26th last year. A darkness swirls at the center of a world-renowned dance company, one that will engulf the artistic director, the ambitious young dancer, and a grieving psychotherapist. Some will succumb to the nightmare. Others will finally wake up. This movie had Chloe Grace Moritz as your main character slash dancer, Tilda Swinton as the dance troupe leader slash maniacal overlord, Mm -hmm. and Dakota Johnson as... Uh, another dancer, I believe. I'm just again since I haven't seen it. Like, is the ambitious young dancer Dakota Johnson? I don't remember. I think Chloe Grace Moritz was, but okay. I could be wrong. Yeah, all right. They were both dancers. One right. of them was important. The other one was a, a like a supporting actress. Got it. Okay. So I have like I was talking to you a bit about this off air. Um, it's not the same movie. Not even close. It is not what I would even call a remake. I would say that it's an homage that the director really did love the original, but also had a very distinct and unique vision for this film and pursued it in possibly a detriment to the movie because he hmm. sacrificed a lot of what made the first one so great visually and sonically. Uh, the first one, original, 77 version, was very marked and noted for its sound and the music and the integration of color and this, I mean, I think you could he could have made his own film in this remake and incorporated some of those things and not had it be a direct remake. I think it could have been its own movie but incorporated some of those aspects. Um, so there's a lot of things I liked about this movie and there's a lot that I didn't. One of my main gripes is that it is two and a half hours long. It is real long. How it, long was the first one? It was a normal, like 90-minute, like, yeah, like okay. normal movie length. So this one really, like... I had to take a break and like take a nap in the middle. Like it was just simply too long. So it was a struggle to get through. Uh, There were moments of visual brilliance, but there was also way more focus on people dancing in this. Yeah. I heard there was like a really, really technically well done of opening scene is like 15 minutes long, like a pretty incredible choreographed dance number. Yeah. There's a few scenes uh, where the dancing is incredible. Mm -hmm. So, I wasn't anticipating being super invested in like interpretive uh, kind of ballet fusion type Mm -hmm. dance, but it was kind of a deep dive into that world, which was unexpected, but it was pretty cool. Tilda Swinton was great in this movie because she's great. Yeah. 
So there's no way around that. Uh, I would say only watch this if you're like a hardcore film nerd or if you're a huge fan of this director, which his name is. Luca Guadagnino. If you're a huge fan of that guy, uh, definitely (laughs) check this out. If you're a movie nerd, it's worth a watch. Um, But for me, it was definitely not a remake. It was an homage and it was not. Really, I wouldn't have even called it Suspiria. Got it. Almost, you know. So, what about like just general horror fans? What is it? Would you even call it a horror movie? No, really. It was definitely like a drama suspense. Um, there were scenes that like resembled things that would be in a horror movie, but they weren't contextually uh, adapted to this film in a horror style. Got it. I would say so. Like you have some of the really like stylistically gory deaths in the first one. Yeah. So not, maybe not stuff along those lines. No, there were definitely that, but it was not like horror ish. Got it. It was more like supernatural sci-fi suspense, not sci-fi, but supernatural suspense. Okay. Um, people that aren't horror fans might call it a horror movie. Uh, I personally would not. I feel like I'd fall into that category. Yeah. I, like I see in, see in trailers. You'd like, be like, it's scary. Yeah. 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 But there was probably a difference to draw between like a movie that is scary and a horror movie. Yeah. There was a one death scene that was particularly disturbing and it was, um, someone's body another dancer like kind of uh they're being gotten rid of from the troop basically and i think the main character she like took over her body in a possessed it kind of no in like a um what's with the little dolls like a Uh, a voodoo doll almost and as she was like dancing this chick's body was flying across like this abandoned dance studio and like smashing into mirrors and like contorting in weird ways. That sounds interesting. It was, it was fascinating. So like I said, there's, there's things I liked about it. There was brief moments, but it was just a lot to palate. I might try rewatching it again with like a pot of coffee. Yeah, sure. So I'm going to give it, um, I think I'm going to give it a five, five out of 10. All right. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Good enough. Uh, Watch the first one, though, for yeah. sure. Start with the first one. If you didn't hear it when he was saying that at the beginning, Suspiria, it's been made twice. The first one, according to Johnny Summers, is much better. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I watched a few movies over the past, I, obviously, I guess, two weeks, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, so one that I wrote down in our notes is one that Gianna and I went out to see on a whim, and it's in the theaters now, I think. And it's called Isn't It Romantic? Um, it is a movie starring Rebel Wilson, Adam Devine from uh, Workaholics, and Liam Hemsworth. And essentially, the, the plot of the movie is that Rebel Wilson's character, Natalie, uh, gets uh, a concussion, wakes up, and she's in in a romantic comedy. This movie looked hilarious. It wasn't. Oh. Uh, no, this movie, uh, to me, was uh, garbage. Damn. It wasn't garbage. It was fine if you don't analyze it, I suppose. Uh, in my letterbox review, I just wrote, I don't have the energy to review this except to say that there's a lot wrong with it, but it's still better than Jurassic world two. If that gives you any, <laughs> any perspective on my thoughts, if you've heard my thoughts on Jurassic world two, um, it's, it's a, it's a throwaway popcorn movie. If you ask me, we, we saw a couple of friends in the theater and after the, after the movie, we went and said hello. And one of them said to me, he was like, Hey, well, that was funny. What'd you think? And I've learned now that not everybody wants to be as pretentious as I am with movies. So I just deflect and well, what did you think? And then I, whatever you think, that's what I think too. Unless we're in the context of this podcast, this office, because nobody wants to hear about the tried tropes of romantic comedies and how it's not funny. If you're bleeping words like seven times, like you get that joke once in this movie and they just keep playing it up. And it's like, okay, I I get it. I'm over it. The horse is dead. It is now glue. Yeah. Right. Stop. (laughs) Um, So anyways, there was that. I want to touch on just a couple other movies. Again, that was called, isn't it romantic? Well, what was it rating wise? Let's give it out of a 10. And would you recommend it? I don't know. It's a three. So no, so don't watch it. No, I would say you can skip. Isn't it romantic? Pretty safely. Okay. Uh, And watch instead something that is also out now on Netflix called velvet buzzsaw, which I did not love either, but it was better than, isn't it romantic? Okay. Have you seen this yet? I haven't. So don't okay. spoil it. I will I not heard spoil it's it. the reuniting of Jake Gyllenhaal and the director director mm-hmm. of Nightcrawler. Yeah, it is. Um, let me uh, pull it up here, but, um, again, without spoiling it, it's this Jake Gyllenhaal plays an art critic, um, in, in like the snootiest, most, um, stereotype way that an art critic can be done. So this whole movie is basically that sort of inner circle of critics. Okay. Um, and, slowly but surely there's some mystery that unfolds about this art and the the artist himself died and in his will he's like you need to burn all the art and then strange things start happening with the art um and it's a very like pulpy sort of comedic highbrow take on what this could look like um i think a lot of it was done well i think jake gyllenhaal did a good job i think john malkovich who's also in this does a really good job was he a villain 
Um, now he's another, he's sort of like an alcoholic critic that is like burnt out. David Diggs is in it for a minute. A lot of people are in this movie. David Diggs. Um, so I had a lot of high hopes going in cause it kind of set the internet ablaze for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't meet those expectations necessarily, Damn. but for a Netflix watch, it is still a good thing to throw on if you're into, uh, that sort of sort of movie. Okay. Um, the last two things I want to touch on briefly are movies, uh, one from last year called, or two years ago, I think called disobedience. Bro. I know you got so much to talk about. <laughs> uh, and disobedience was Rachel Vice and Rachel McAdams. Um, was it good? Yes. Okay. It looked great. It was very good. Streaming now on Amazon Prime. I believe if so. you're into it. Yeah, it's I, on my list. I, I know it at all the best. Yeah. Nice. Where uh, they know you by name. Sure. Um, anyways, they they grew up in this traditional Jewish uh, Hasidic community, and and then Rachel Vice leaves, and they get reunited, and then emotions and friendships kind of run the gamut, and is a, it's a really slow burn, interesting movie in terms of character study. Okay. And very lastly is the movie Moon, which has been on my list for a long time. Oh, Sam Rockwell, 2009 right. it came out. Let's pump the brakes. We have to talk about Moon. Sure. You've seen Moon as oh, well? Oh, it was like one of my favorite movies right. that year. Okay. So it was a great movie. I, I agree. Dude, um, Moon I, was so good. I After watching it, I wrote in my notes, like, this is the Sam Rockwell people wanted in Three Billboards. You're absolutely correct. Probably the best movie I've seen him in. It's uh, If you don't know anything about it, he's an, uh, an astronaut and mm-hmm. he is on a space station uh, working. By of, himself. Yeah, like harvesting moon rocks to provide energy to Earth. This is in the future, obviously. Um, And we kind of deal with sort of the isolationist problems that one faces with having only a computer, a la Hal from 2001 A Space Odyssey. Um, And watching that unfold in the plot gets a little bit crazier, but I won't spoil it if you haven't seen it, but you should see it is my point. There's a fascinating twist. Yeah. That's all we're going to say. Which is not like, is not very surprising to the characters that it it happens to. For me, I was like, what? Yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh, this is what is happening. Right. All right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, that's one that like, if the, you, that slipped through the cracks or it is off your radar, put it back on yeah. and watch it. That's <clears throat> streaming on a couple services as well, mm-hmm. but also available for rent at your friendly neighborhood. All, all the, the best, best video. Yeah, sure. Is that where you got it? No, I actually did see this one. I saw it um, on, I think it was Netflix. Okay. Um, and I knew it was in the mood where I was like, okay, I want to watch a movie tonight. I have mm-hmm. a free night and I have the attention span. And I was like, Oh, that's on here. I didn't even know that. And then I pulled it up on my list on letterbox. I checked watch and then I watched through it. Nice. Such a great movie. Yeah. Sam Rockwell's keynote performance, I would say. Also, Kevin Spacey, very specific voice oh, for, the, yeah. for the machines. Like, oh, it's so off, like, off, uh, unsettling, I guess. Knowing no, Knowing everything, even yeah. by itself. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's Moon. Check it out. Where are we at? I think we're at break time, my dude. All right. Well, let's take a break and we're going to come back with our review and our initial shot. Yeah. Words are hard. Mm-hmm. Initial thoughts and review. Without of spoilers. Alita. Battle Angel. I keep wanting to say Battle Engine. (laughs) Battle Engine, Alita Angel thing. Yes. We'll be right back. Guys, if you haven't been out of the handlebar right here in Chico, California, you should do so. They're located at 2070 East 20th Street, and they have a quite wide selection of German pub fare and traditional American pub fare and craft beers, but most importantly, a fantastic happy hour. Every single day of the week from 2 to 6 p.m., you're going to get $1 off any of their delicious and ever-rotating draft beers. Go check them out. Handlebar right here in Chico, California. 2070 East 20th Street.
can't explain. You know more about me than you're saying. I don't think that something's a bit of life for All right. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. There it is. Anytime you're <laughs> it's ready. A, uh, it's a trailer for Alita Engine Battle Angel Alita. Royale. This is a film directed by Robert Rodriguez. He's been known from such films as Grindhouse, Planet Terror, every Spy Kids movie, as far as I could tell, and both Sin Cities. Uh, this movie was adapted for the screen by James Cameron and Leda Calgogridis. It was based on a manga series called Gunm by Yukito Kashiro. Gunm. There's an M at the end. I don't super know that that's how you pronounce Gun-um. it. Gun. Gun. Uh, I'm not super familiar with, with manga in general or comics, so I haven't read this, but. Did you say manga? Manga. Okay. Manga. I thought manga. it was man- manga. Manja? No. Manga? That can't be right. Mongoose. Oh, that's it. Yeah, okay. it's mongoose. Uh, anyways, set several centuries in the future. The abandoned Alita is found in the scrapyard of Iron City by Dr. Ito, a compassionate cyber doctor who takes the unconscious cyborg Alita to his clinic. When Alita awakens, she has no memory of who she is, nor does she have any recognition of the world she finds herself in. As Alita learns to navigate her new life in the treacherous streets of Iron City, Ito tries to shield her from her mysterious past. This movie stars Christoph Waltz as Dr. Dyson Ito, Rosa Salazar as Alita, Jennifer Connelly as Sharen, Mahershala Ali as Vector, and there's more people. I'm just going to name Ed Screen as Zapan, who is a... What do they call it? Bounty uh, hunter? What is it? Hunter killer. Hunter bounty, killer. Whatever they're called. Bounty hunter killer guy. Um. Anyways, this film, uh, to my knowledge, is one of the first in a long time to be more popular in in the Chinese market than the American. Yeah. Um. I was reading an article put out like a week ago, um, that said it had made about forty something million in the domestic market here, which is already double what they expected. But in China, it had done like sixty something. Mm-hmm. Um, as of the twenty sixth of February, it's made sixty three million in America and about two hundred sixty seven million uh, in the world. That's a lot. Yeah, there's a two hour movie, roughly. It was made on one hundred seventy million dollars, which is obviously all just the CGI budget, I mm-hmm. would assume. And Christoph Waltz, and of course, uh, and it came out originally on Valentine's Day of, of this year. Nice. Um. So we've been building this up for a couple of weeks unintentionally, just pushing it further and further on the show. Yeah. Um, curious if you uh, if you think the buildup was was paid off by our viewing of this movie. What did you think in general? In general, I enjoyed myself. It was fun. It was uh, an interesting time. I mean, it wasn't. It was nothing complex. It wasn't sure. a, a brain challenging movie to watch, but it was. It was a fun story, and it had some really cool visual effects in it. It was a fun action movie, and it was a good popcorn, mindless action movie. I think they nailed the action movie out of the park. Okay. It was pretty good for what it was. I think that's true. I agree. It's um – it certainly very heavily leans on the the future CGI stuff really mm-hmm. hard. I don't think there's a single scene in this movie where there isn't a huge element of CGI present. Yeah. Namely the main character, Alita. Um, I was not sure that I would actually see an actress's name on the credits for this. I thought maybe it was all CGI, but from what I can tell, it's a, a lot of her being there and then kind of mapping the CGI over her face mm-hmm. and whatever. Well, and at, at least they'd have to credit her voice. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Um, she still has a voice, man. She has a voice. Um, this an, I mean, it's an interesting movie in that uh, it was nah, interesting is not the right word. I was it was gonna a say, fun movie to watch, yeah. I guess. Um, I went today is a Wednesday. I went to like a 1230 showing in an empty theater for the most part, like three other people. Mm. Um, it's a fine popcorn movie. Totally. I think this movie is really good if you don't want to analyze it. Yeah. If, if you start thinking too hard. It, <laughs> Which is what our job is right, right now. So I was worried um, about kind of trying to talk about this in any meaningful way. So I don't think I'm going to attempt that. Well, I don't think you can talk about non-meaningful movies right. in meaningful ways. That's yeah. just trying to find pearls in a pig's ear. I was, uh, is that a thing you made up or is that a real? It's from the Bible, bro. Is that really from the Bible? Correct. Wow. They didn't know where pearls came from at all. Or maybe it's they a, did. It's a parable, man. It's like a metaphor, sure. but Jesus said it. Okay? <laughs> um, so, 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 this movie. I don't movie, think Jesus said that. I don't that. think he said that at all, but whatever, man. I don't know. Maybe he did. Um, somebody uh, said it. In the somebody said it. Um, the CGI was fun. The uh, What was the game called? Battle. Battle uh, Ball. Battle Ball. Was like, it? Yeah. You said whatever it is. It There's, had a lot of tropes. 
You yeah. know, it fell into a whole, it checked a lot of boxes. That's what I was thinking during yeah. this. I was like, there's got to be like a teenage love story. Yes. Box. Oh, boom. Checked. Got it. Uh, there's got to be. Sort of teenage, by the way. Like right. 300 year old yeah. uh, to teenager, but whatever. She was a child molester. What? I, yeah. What I was going to say is that um, regardless of like how popcorny this movie is, anytime you watch a movie like this and you watch like, um, or specifically watching interviews from the directors, the actors, they all take it. It's like, so like, there's no movie like that. It's great. Like we just yeah. put so much time into developing these characters. And it's like, just, I mean, I, Did you I appreciate what you're trying to do. You developed them to the rollerblade, but yeah, I'd appreciate it. There's like, there's a fun movie. Come yeah. watch it. We spent a lot of money on the special yeah. effects. It's, it's pretty good time. I'd be like, all right, I'll watch that. Yeah. I feel like that'd be like, uh, if Dwayne, the rock Johnson did an interview about like Jumanji, right. Or like know, skyscraper. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Just reading some of his interviews about Skyscraper, be like, yeah, you're damn right. We ripped off Die Hard. It's an awesome movie. Sure. Yeah. Okay. That's what we need. Yeah. Perfect. Don't sugarcoat it and lie to yourself and think this is like going to win an Academy Award or something. Yeah. So there's like a scene. So she doesn't know who she is. She wakes up with this new body um, that uh, Ido has put on her and like sink. There's like this whole thing. They do a decent job sort of explaining that like most of these people, even the humanoid ones, have lots of robot parts mm-hmm. and you can sort of take apart those parts and just save the brain with its like weird little tadpole vertebrae things. That was unsettling. So weird, right? Yeah. Um, so I do think they didn't do a great job with a lot of these characters, especially some of the secondary ones when you just kind of see their human faces in the CGI body. It looks like it's like f- just kind of floating. There. They're so eye rolly um, for me. I was just like, Ugh. yeah. And and I want to think that they, they leaned into some of the eye rolly stuff, but I don't think they really did. I think I just read into it. Like they just, it was unintentional. She has moments where she, she'll, sort of her instincts will kick in like her battle instincts. Um, and like, there's one scene where she fights in an alleyway and it ramps into slow-mo. She's doing like this kill shot essentially. And she goes, hi. And then it pauses in the middle of literally saying hi. Yeah. And we get a flashback and then it comes back and it finishes the hi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying that generically. Like, it's a literal hi. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. And then flash quickly to Christoph Waltz mm-hmm. saying, my, my God, God. <laughs> there are a couple moments where I laughed out loud and that I, was one of them. Was I correct when I said that there's a character or two that does that action movie thing where it's just like, Oh dude. Yeah. So over the top, just like, like I'm going to, I want to rip you apart and stick your arm in my ear to use it as a Q-tip. <laughs> and then I'm going to like do my ears with the Q-tip yeah, to disrespect like, <laughs> your severed arm. <laughs> yeah. There's a, especially in those sort of like mini boss fights. Yeah, like they all have like one or two lines that just keep getting more and more extreme, and it's like, all right, mm-hmm. like uh, the big dude—I can't think of his name—but yeah, the, the hulking giant is like shoots his little claw hand into the floor and like come down to my world, and he yeah. jumps. And it feels like a video game level, exactly. So there, there was definitely a lot of those moments. Just the silly. It, this movie was a silly goose silly, time. Yeah, definitely. it was a silly goose time, and um, sometimes yeah. that's good. Yeah. So the let's just break down the overall plot because it's not complicated. There's a, a floating city sure. above this garbage world. Yeah. yeah. Essentially. Yeah. And she fell from the uh, floating trash world. compactor. Yeah. It threw thing. down through the garbage into the poop pile. Yeah. Like the car from then, Thor. Yeah. Right and then Christoph Waltz found he, her. In he's the just poop out pile. there, by the way, like looking he's just for parts, sifting through. We figure out why. Because he has a backstory. Get mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Kind of. Plot development, bro. Right. So he fixes her up with this, you know, female body he has just laying around. You find out why later. Dun, mm-hmm. dun, dun. Yeah. Um, and like the kind of overarching plot, I would say, is that everyone's trying to get back up to the floating city. Yeah. In one way or another, for whatever reason. Like that's kind of a motivator for a lot of. Like, like one of the main characters and Alita a little bit, and then also a couple of like the quote unquote villains. Sure. It's kind of um, the motivator. So then there's this game and that seems to be kind of one of the ways that you can work your way up the ranks and earn your way back into it. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. there was a lot of allegory there for like earning your way into heaven or that's, something. That's what I would say if this were not this movie. Exactly. Like, hmm, what yeah. does this say about the overall fabric of their society and how yeah. does it pertain is, to the moral? Is this a yeah, metaphor yeah. Yeah. and like for classism and right. like, is this like... Um, you know, paralleling the caste system of like maybe India or something, sure. You know, because it, I don't know, but then I was like, no, this no. is like a children's book, yeah. So. See, that was weird too because like it doesn't really, like, there's some, I mean, given the graphic nature of these, aren't too bad, but there's some pretty intense deaths that happen. I would say maybe like a teenager's so book, like, yeah, yeah, like, I've never read the book, a kids' movie, yeah. So I don't know, it was PG 13, so yes, a teenager movie, yeah. Uh, yeah, but it, yeah, the floating city. It's mm-hmm. the only one remaining after the fall. It was this big war that happened uh, 300 years ago or something. 
Um, and there's all these kind of poor people down below that kind of get by just, you know, working hard and then going to see battle ball or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. And then like up above there's, it's like this glowing city that I don't know. We don't really ever go there. Yeah. Uh, or maybe we do. I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't yeah, care. <laughs> no, I don't think we um, ever got there. Yeah. So that's kind of what propels the plot is the desire for people to advance in society through nefarious means or also through this game. Right. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what happens. And then you follow her to see what happens with this boy she meets and, yeah. and like discovering her memories, like trying to figure out who she is or who she was. Cause yeah. it's clear she's been around for a little bit. Exactly. So we follow her on a journey of self-discovery, which is just her backstory. Yeah. And, uh, it goes from there. So I was, I was bummed. I went to see this movie today thinking it was going to be in 3d. This would be a, if you like 3D movies, this is the one to see in 3D. Okay, yeah, I uh, which see says that. a lot when it's the you find out it's the director of Spy Kids, specifically Spy Kids to Island of Lost Dreams. If I'm remembering right, mm -hmm. there's a scene where well, that whole movie I think was one of the first movies to like come out in 3D, or at least when I was a kid, like the first one I saw. And I was okay. like, this is wild. And it's one that like really utilized the 3D technology to like shock you, okay. like someone would punch towards the screen and you'd be like, whoa, don't hit me. <laughs> um, and there were, like a lot of those moments in this, like the dude's claw, like shoo. Yeah, oh, there was some cool weapons. Like the robots yeah. were cool. Yeah, they're yeah, they're fine. <laughs> well, what'd you like about this movie? I, you know, again, like just it was fine some to watch. Fun? Yeah, it yeah. was mindless. Um, I did feel weirdly invested by the end of it. Um, like. This movie sets itself up for a sequel pretty, pretty uh, strongly, pretty firmly. And yeah. like, I weirdly care more about seeing that than I thought I would. Yeah. Like, by the end, I was like, oh, well, especially when there's that big reveal of who the uh, the main guy is. I was like, oh, it's a notable actor. Yeah. I'm like, that's, I guess, interesting. Maybe why would he, why would he sign up for this? But mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's got high hopes for the future. Well, I mean, yeah. If it's a, like a three movie thing, I mean, yeah. the, the universe has been built. I think one of the things that this movie has going for it is is it does create a cool universe. The environment in which these characters exist is engaging, it's fun, it's filled with possibility and a Lego-like interchangeability of robot parts. So, sure. I mean, there's a lot of room to imagine in this universe, and yeah. I thought that was engaging. That was probably my favorite part of this movie is just the the interchangeability of the robots and like yeah. the modifications. Like I'm an RPG nerd from back yeah, in the day. It's so way cool. if you can like upgrade your armor, I'm into it. You know yeah. what I mean? So that was fun. And, uh, there was just the visuals, some of the scenes and the fighting and stuff. I mean, I dug it. It wasn't something that you're going to write an essay about, but it definitely, it'll put you in a good mood and, and it's sneakily engaging. Like, yeah, like, I think especially towards the second half. Is the character development, like, okay? Like, it seems like it's maybe above average. I would I would say, so my biggest problem is, like, this is such a, like, it's a brand new world, mm -hmm. so to speak, and we have so much that we need to take in to learn about it. I feel like it's really forced in the beginning. Like, there's so much um, exposition where it's half like, okay, well, this happened, the fall, and this, and then, like, there's one point where she she says to uh, to Ido, Christoph Waltz's character, she's like, um... Well, like, why, why did you become, why did you decide to do this line where he's like also a bounty hunter kind of thing? We find mm -hmm. out whatever, not a big surprise. minor spoiler. Yeah. And and he's like, she says like, are you just doing it for the money? And then he goes, I know I do it for other reasons that I'd rather not talk about. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, but you have to talk about it. And I feel like that's her being like, for us, like, you got to tell these people what we're doing here. Otherwise yeah. the rest of the movie's not going to make hey, sense. Like, like the, like the elbow. Like, yeah. Hey, there's an audience. No, like, we need, you, you, you really them. do have to. And like, I feel like the whole like the first 40 minutes of the movie felt like this. Like we had to learn about that, had to learn about what the floating city was, why it was the only one left, like who these secondary characters are. We had to learn a crazy amount about the battle ball stupid game. Yeah. There was a lot to that. You have to throw on Jorge Lendenberg jr. Uh, from I think love Simon as like kind of a, a bully character uh, during battle ball. So she can realize that she's good at it and like beat him at it. And then mm -hmm. I don't know there's like a lot, there's too much. So I would, the point is, I think this movie would have benefited from cutting some of that. It felt like saving a, it for a sequel. It felt like a book that like they tried to cram all the details of the book into a movie. Sure. Which technically, yeah, it, I think it was right. Mostly like, is. Yeah. Yeah. So I got that vibe too of like, wow, we're just getting barraged with information here. Like, yeah. Should I be taking notes? Like right. what's happening? Also like the flashbacks for when she gets her memory, but also like Dr. Ito's flashbacks. Mm -hmm. Just a lot, man. A lot of flashbacks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I mean, this is from a comic book style of of thing. So I mean, those those work well in the pages of a comic book panel. Yeah, uh, they don't always translate to movies, especially if the the flashback is overutilized. So yeah, that would definitely be a critique of mine as well. But I mean, overall, for me, this movie was fun. It was yeah. silly. It it was a it was a four. 
Oh yeah, it That's was a, lower than I thought you were gonna go. It's fine. It's not like, I mean, there's been movies like this before. There'll be movies like this again. Yeah, I'd rather just like watch Waterworld. Yeah, or like Mad Max Fury Road. That's a good example. Yeah. Uh, that either of those would be a worthy substitute, um, and actually have cool characters. So I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a four. It's fine. Okay, I'm gonna give it a five because it, again, yeah, it's fine. I'm gonna watch the sequel probably. Yeah, um, I've got a lot more to talk about in the danger zone when it comes to spoiler stuff. Mostly, sure. mostly picking fun at it. But mm-hmm. oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna Why get not? wild. Yeah, I yeah. think I will watch it, but I think I'll rent it. I don't think that we need to do the sequel per se, unless this becomes like the biggest movie in the world, right? And it's so much of a pop culture phenomenon that we have to cover the second one. Yeah. So we have some time to figure that out. We'll see what this movie does and how it resonates with the general public and with you, our listening audience. And fair enough. We'll figure that out when we get there. Yeah. If you guys see Alita write in to us, cause I'd like to know what people thought. Also. Yeah. You heard where to find us at the beginning and how mm-hmm. to contact us. So if you're drinking along or watching along, Hit us up. If you saw any of our flick picks this week, too. Oh, especially. Yeah, yep. my friggin' waterfall of movies that I threw at us. Yeah, you're mich- speaking of barrages of information in a yeah. machine gun style. <laughs> yeah. What'd you do, four movies think, in yeah. five minutes? Yeah, something like the seven minutes, but yeah, whatever. Break, Who's break, counting? You're breaking records over here, boy. Uh, in the meantime, yeah. we go to a break. We're going to come back. We're going to drink a second and final beer of the show, probably. We might drink more beer on the side because we can because we're adults and it's a Wednesday. We live in dangerously. We are going to spoil some stuff from Alita, Battle Angels. So if you haven't seen it yet or and you want to and not have it spoiled, go see it. Come back and listen to the show afterwards. And if you're really concerned about spoilers for yeah. this, please email me and explain why. Oh, please. I would love to read that email. Uh, stick around. Danger zone. I'm feeling dangerous. Johnny Summers is pouring our second beer, and I don't feel like making myself seem like an idiot, so I'm not going to read what it's called because I don't know. But I will tell you it's brewed by Hoofhearted. Belloc. Or Belloc, you think? Belloc. Belloc. It's B-E-L-L-O-Q. Um, you could also pronounce them hoof-hearted, hoof-hearted, uh, from Marengo, Ohio. I see what you did there. That's the joke. Yeah. Uh, it's an Imperial Stout, 7.5%. It's with coffee and vanilla. It's got an untapped rating of 4.23. Uh, though now that I'm reading that, I'm not positive that's true. I know I wrote it down, but that doesn't seem like it's right. Fake news up in here. Jeez. Uh, anyways, according to them, this is smooth caramel and chocolate notes that get a massive coffee rogering, which I've never heard competitively intellectual flavor that makes you feel smarter than you look. I'm into this pair with a corduroy blazer or a smoking jacket. Like we said last time. Yeah. Uh, and look out world. We need to figure out what smoking jackets are. Yeah, we do. And then buy and some, get one like, like a motorcycle jacket patch on the back. No, says yes. us. Let's get monogrammed <laughs> smoking jackets for the podcast. Deal. That'd like, be so, like, yeah, like those are Victorian, our like smoking recording, jackets. And like a nice uh, sort of uh, scripty lettering. Oh yeah. That'd be great. Like it. FHC on one yeah. side and our names on the other. Oh, I was thinking like a big one on the back. Oh, well, that too. We can have it all. Great. This is sure. our world. Sure. Everyone else is just, just living, living in it. living in it. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's good. So let's take a sippy poo of the drinky drink. Great. Uh, I'm going to go first. Here we go. Do it. The label on this is really cool too. It's like an old like 80s tennis player and the colors are sweet. I was like a, a trout this week. I was just... You're making a terrible face. So I've been doing this thing lately. I don't. I, I didn't why wanna, is that? Face? I didn't want to interrupt you. That's why I didn't say anything. Um, well, that face will interrupt. Well, so childbirth sometimes, so, or induce it. Sometimes I um, like I'll drink something. I'll just kind of like open my mouth. I don't know. I think it makes me taste things more. Bah, this has bah. no basis in reality, but I've just been doing it lately. I said trout, and you said bah, bah. yeah. Um, why were you talking about that? I don't. I want you to finish your thought. Yeah, before I, I jump in. was basically a trout this week. You know because. I was simply just grabbing things that were pretty. I just grabbed beers with pretty colors this week. That's it. Okay. It's not complicated. This is a weird looking dude. Yeah. This beer can, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I don't like him. I don't like him one bit. I feel like I'm drinking a sweat just looking at this beer. Uh, not to say that everybody's sweat is like black coffee. I guess maybe nobody's sweat is that color, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, this beer is mm. what I expected. Oh, it's not. Really? No, that's like... Um, Drinking coffee that's been teabagged by a satchel of used nickels. <laughs> that's a really, really on point. Yeah, that's what I was going to, I wasn't going to say that, obviously. Um, but that is what it tastes like. There's like a really metallic um, sort of back end that makes you open your mouth like a trout. Ha! Yeah. See? Yeah. Um, 
Oh my goodness. The front end is not uh, that way. This is like uh, unwashed stripper pole. Oh my God. Before we drink more of this, where can people get it if they want to? Before we just read it, you guys are looking for that. Yeah, man. You don't have to drive to Centerfold. You can go to Spike's Bottle Shop. Spike's Bottle Shop. Oh, that's a shining endorsement. Uh, yeah. Glowing even. Yeah, this was like, I don't know, four or five bucks a can. All right. Under six. Um, worth about 250 Okay, so you don't like this. No, man. Do you think I enjoy coffee? Tea bagged in wet nickels. You're a Used man of nickels of of eccentric tastes. I don't pretend to know your mind. Mm, man, it, it tastes like there's blood in it. <laughs> yes, it does. It's like irony, but like yeah. I was, oh, yeah. the irony, the ironiness of this beer. Um, I don't know, man. I don't think it's that aggressive. I just I thought I was gonna come out being the one that disliked this beer. Um, Fuck, dude, you, that's <laughs> no. That is an insult to stouts everywhere wow. that aren't douched with nickels. All right. Uh, Okay, well, I have to reevaluate now. I got to try to taste more of the good stuff to counteract your mm. argument here. I'm sorry, that beer is atrocious. That's really bad. It's not good. That's, I mean, the one thing it's got going for it is it's not soy saucy, but that's literally the only thing I like about this beer, that it doesn't have an off flavor that I don't enjoy. Yeah. The rest of it is also an off flavor that I don't enjoy. Fair enough. It's uh, Yeah, there's not a whole lot of the... Uh, the coffee or the vanilla. Mm. Although I do think there's like some cloying sweetness that maybe is what vanilla is trying to, or trying not to be, but is like, maybe that's the vanilla coming through and it's just masked by, uh, you know, yeah. The, the, the nickel, nickel, nickeliness. If you trust me at all, avoid the spear at all costs. This yeah. is like, um, truck stop coffee, um, fell into a bowl of like, uh, frosted flakes and absorbed a little of the sugariness. Yeah. And then was they siphoned it back out and then was poured over in a Chemex, just poured over nickels. Sure. We could do This is fun. Yeah. Like, we could do that. I should have you write descriptions for these beers all the time. That's just like these out there, uh, descriptions. I think these are great. These comparisons are lovely. Yeah. Um, it is leaving my mouth feeling kind of, uh, I don't know the word, but like, like right when back you, here, when you uh, like on my mandible, yeah, like where my jaw meets my other jaw, your jowls are quivering. Jaws people have, but like the two parts that come together, yeah. you know, what do you call this part of your mouth? That's your mandible. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Anyways, it feels like, um, I don't know, like swollen. This beer makes my mouth sad. It makes my cheeks feel puffy. Oh no, that's a weird one. Oh no, are you allergic to this? I don't know. Maybe if your throat starts getting tight. Um, we need to address that. That's fair. I'll keep you posted. Uh, okay. I don't like this beer either. You like it less. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah, no, for real. Like if you trust my opinion at all, avoid this beer because it is terrible. Yep. You might've come into the danger zone, uh, glazing over what we called this beer. So I'll remind you, this is Belloc by Hoofhearted. Um, which sucks because they're a pretty well-renowned brewery. Right, we've done one of their beers before. I just don't remember what it was. It was like a hazy IPA. It was it was okay. I remember it being likable, drinkable. I might be thinking of also Two-Hearted from Bells. Oh, maybe. But I we know. did I that thought, a couple times. I'm pretty sure we did it because I remember like the, the – it's who No, farted? we did. We did. I remember bringing one because I got it in a trade or Schmidt gave it to us. I can't remember. Right. Yeah. Uh, I will find out real quick. Holy so crap. So this is a three for me. Oh, no. Three and a half. I'm going to get three and a half. This is a solid, firm turd of a one. Okay, so that's still higher than the beer we did last week, which you gave a point z- uh, point seven five. Yeah, because that was the one that was like 12 months oh, old. that's that with the beer. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, that seems fair. If an IPA has been in the can longer than a child stays in the womb, <laughs> don't drink it. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Uh, just to follow up, we did episode twenty nine. That was Whoa. that was May fourth of two thousand seventeen. That was Star Wars Day. We, yeah, we did. Uh, the Circle was the movie, and we did a couple beers from Hoofhearted. The Circle with Tom Hanks and Emma Watson, Hermione Granger. Sure, that's a right. Bad, great example of a movie that uh, was better as a book. Mm. Really good book. Really uh, garbage movie. It wasn't I, that great. Nope. Anyways, so yeah, we we've touched on the Hoofhearted. Yes. So. But I think, I don't remember our opinions on those beers, but I don't remember having such a strong reaction. The answer to the question of Hufarted is, is you did. Into Hufarted. your own beer. You did. I feel like it's flossing in between my teeth, like it's disintegrating some stuff. Yeah, you're probably losing layers of enamel. Yeah, like just, you're going to get a cavity for sure. I'm not drinking the rest of that. All right, you're saying it's a one? Yeah. Right, and that's I'm fucking generous. I'm going back to three. It's a three? Yeah, yeah. It's a three? It's Yeah. Wow. I mean, I'm going to drink mine. Ugh. I don't like it. 
but I'm going to drink it. Why? I'm not sure. To be honest, I don't know why. Do you have stock in this brewery? Is this a, a sense of pride? What's a, happening here? I have a problem. I don't know. Let's explain. I don't, don't, don't want to think this. about this. No, just let me drink my beer. No, why do you feel like you just need to finish this Talk about beer. the movie. I don't know. <laughs> just, I need it. Get I'm just going to drink it. I don't know. <sighs> I, I didn't expect you to question me. I'm just going to drink it. Why? I don't know. Why would you drink bad beer? Fuck. All right. I'm, I'm going to drink this beer instead. Like 70 beers. I'm just, okay, I'll grab okay this one. This yeah. one. No, but like legitimately, why? Life's too short and there's too much good beer in the fridge. Well, here's what I figure is like this is our last beer of the show. I'm enjoying myself. I don't want to like run out of beer and then be like, ah, what a what a bummer. We could have had a good beer. I was just gonna drink it quick and then fall back on my pilsner from I, earlier. I think it's a nice slap in the face to this beer to like open up a Sierra Nevada pale ale right in front of it and tell it we don't love it anymore. <laughs> okay, we can do that too. <laughs> um okay, we're gonna wrap this beer then. Belloc, hoof-hearted, you're done. I want to put this beer into therapy. I don't like it so much. If you've had Belloc, let us know what you think. Um, I want to verbally abuse this beer. He he won't make fun of you. We would probably question your taste a little bit. Maybe you can defend it. Maybe you can't. Maybe you're like me. You don't know why you like it. And Johnny will yell at you and be like, well, then don't do it. You don't like it. Yeah. You're not wondering why you like it because you don't. No, sorry. Drinking it. Like, why are you going to drink it? It doesn't even smell like good coffee. No. It smells like like sugar filled mm-hmm. coffee. Yes, it does. Uh, it almost is like if you poured a few drops of coffee into like cocoa puff milk. Oh yeah. But then also sucked out the chocolates. Yeah. And then poured blood in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cup like a seance type beer, like a mm-hmm. beer that you would have to drink before you did what's on your shirt. This is yeah, yeah. exactly. This is the beer at the end of hereditary. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like gross dude. This is so gross. It's not great. No. Okay. Anything else on this? Don't drink it. Okay. Uh, moving back. I hope they like this post right. on Instagram. <laughs> I love it when we shit on breweries and they like the posts that we make. Just because yeah, I, I of, tag you in something. Sort of telling. Like, that doesn't mean that your beer is good. I just tagged you on right. Instagram. We should, uh, you know what we should start doing is like posting our actual ratings of beers in their own little post on the story. Like, uh, like the verdict. Boom. Garbage. We should do that with our dope new photo box. That's exactly what we should do. Yeah. Good thinking. And Look tag- for photos on Instagram. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah. Mer. Then post our screenshots. Uh, I don't want to. This this beer's not worth talking about anymore. I've I don't suggested even, this like four times. And you keep talking about cocoa puffs and blood. I don't think <laughs> <laughs> it's more fun shitting on this beer than it is drinking it. Sure. Uh, okay. I'm moving on. Yes. Back to Alita Battle Robot. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Ito says at one point he's telling about like what happened. Spoilers. Wasn't that the name of the judge in the O.J. Simpson trial? I do not know that. I think it was. Uh, maybe. Because I remember thinking that during the movie. Spoiler alerts for this movie. We get a flashback to what happens with his daughter, who was, by the way, named Alita. Big big twist there that everybody saw coming. Um, and like we get a flashback of what happened. He's like, she was murdered. Um, and I guess like he was he had done some work for one of the du- oh, that's the other thing. Like, he was married to Jennifer Connolly, and they both like helped people work on their cyborgness to be better at battle ball. Mm-hmm. So whatever, one, one of these guys had like too strong of a body and was like relapsing on medicine or something. So we came into to Ido's lab and was like, "I need medicine." Except he wasn't in there. Ido wasn't. So he's like just rummaging through stuff and smashing things. And he gets the medicine. Ido comes in, is like, "What are you doing?" And then he just goes like, "Ah!" And he like pushes Ido out of the way and then sees his disabled daughter in a wheelchair and like just punches her in the face and she dies. And that's his backstory for his daughter, which is sort of crazy. Like you have this, like you made my body. Now I want medicine. Also, I'm going to kill this girl who is just kind of, I could just sidestep her and leave, but I'm just going to go more time just destroy her. Yep. I don't know. That was uh, whatever. Seemed lazy. I didn't need that necessarily. Yeah. I also love the part where she finds her new suit, her new body. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, it's an erm body, the United Republic of Mars or whatever. Um, and he finally tells her, he's like, this is an erm berserker suit. It's the deadliest weapon system ever invented. That's why I can never link you with it. Cause you're prone to violence. 30 seconds later, dude. And like, yeah. Like in the movie, like 10 minutes later when her body gets messed up, he goes, well, it's only a shell. It's neither good nor bad. It's what you do with it. And she's like, all right. Couldn't have thought of that. Cool. Like, yeah, I would have probably uh, not gotten so beat up by claw, claw hand man. Yeah. Like his name, I still don't know. Claw Hand Man, that's his name now. Yeah. Don't look it up. That's his name now. I'm not. Um, anyways, those were in my notes, so I wanted to mention that stuff. Yeah. Like, I feel like he didn't have to work very hard to get from point A to point B there. Mm-hmm. 
Like he, he could have put it back in a normal, like a regular cyborg body, but he's like, well, this is what we have. So here you go. Yeah. He's manufactured like tons of people for like, years, but there's no way we could do anything else with you. Yeah. But, oh, also yeah. like the point was that was his daughter's old body. That he was making for her to be able to walk. And that's yeah. what he put her in originally. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she wakes up, not remembering her name, uh, she goes like, Oh, I don't, I don't know my name. What should we call me? And he goes, Alita. And then his nurse is like, gives us a look like, Oh, there's a backstory. Here. And then at that point I was like, all right, I'd say either ex-wife, which would be creepy, uh, or daughter, which mm-hmm. would also be kind of creepy. So either way, it either was way, creepy. very creepy. Yep. I want to talk about how completely impractical Christoph Waltz's weapon was. Oh my god, it looked like something out of like a final. Well, I was going to say out of maybe like a comic book. So sure, Final Fantasy. Yeah. You had it right. Yeah, with the completely oversized. He's a little dude. Yeah, he's like a human. He's like a normal human size. Everybody else is gigantic. And he's carrying this like behemoth battle hammer type spike thing. thing. It's like spike nine, thing. It's like nine feet tall. Yeah, it's huge. And it's it also looks, jet powered. It looks like it weighs 200 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it also, like, it, some assembly is required. Like, I'm not like an expert in, in their bounty hunting practices of this world, but like, it seems like if you're out tracking somebody, like, <laughs> you, you need to have your weapon ready. You might need to be ready to go. Like, he has to hide around a corner, set up his little briefcase, and, like, screw in, like, seven Hold pieces. Hold on, guys. Well, have you seen my hex wrench? I don't think he's that uh, German. No, but he should be. Sure. Yeah. He's got to... I can never replicate his accent. It's very specific. I'm doing Christoph Waltz from... Uh, Inglorious. I almost said Arrogant Bastards. <laughs> Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. 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 Hold on, guys. Have you seen my wrench? Yeah. These damn IKEA battle hammers. Yeah. <laughs> so silly. It took entirely too long. Yes. Agreed. That was maybe one of the things that bothered me. Um, Jennifer Connelly is aging like a beautiful red wine. I, I was just reading an interesting article. About um, Jennifer Connelly's um, aging? About the way that people talk about women aging versus men aging. Yeah. Uh, it tends to be not what you just did. It tends to be like men age like wine and women age like uh, milk. Or something where it's like the pressures that society puts on women to mm. stay young. And like, that's why we're always inclined to be like, like if a girl is like, how old do you think I am? You have to be like 12 years younger than you think, which is so dumb. Cause like you should take pride in the fact that you are able to get old and not murdered or something. We're living we're in dead. a wonderful yeah. time of, of existence where like you get to grow old and people are so ashamed of that. Yeah. You don't understand. It's weird. So Ageism yes. is a weird thing. It really is. But I think she's amazing. I also think she was uh, really bad in this movie. Oh, it was awful. Her so, character yeah. was so, like, non-important and then, like, flip-flopped at the it's, last minute but yeah. then immediately died. Like, I didn't like, need that whole backstory at all. No, because she became good and, like, decided to betray this bad nem- arch nemesis guy that she's working for, uh, the bad guy. Right. And immediately died. Yeah. Like, we didn't get any screen time with her after she decided to be good mm-hmm. until she was dead. Yeah, it seemed like a weird turn also. Yeah. Like, her whole excuse to Mahershala Ali's character, Vector, is like, he's like, well, you had her heart in your hand, you let her go. And she's like, I remember that I am a mother and something else. Mm. And it's like, that, you forgot? Because her daughter was also right the first Alita. Yeah. And they, like, split because she couldn't handle the trauma. And, like, she became bad, but, like, not really. I don't understand why she was bad. She, like... uh I don't know what she did. She was trying to earn her way back upstairs to to, to, to the Zoloft. Zola is Zola the guy or the place? No, Zoloft is an antidepressant, right? But Zola is it's Zulu? Something is Zola. Zola, Zo, he, mm. Zulu is an African reference. Yeah, something else. I don't know if the bad guy's name was Zulu or Zola or yeah. If the that city, was the, if the that was city the is one, and the bad guy's another. Yeah, it's unimportant names that are in a make believe world. Yeah. Can um, we talk about Mahershala Ali's? Like non necessary role as a just henchman as like a like a like a medium yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. I, there was one point. Yes, we can. There was one point where, um, like, I guess they were also like lovers, Mahershala Ali and Jennifer Connelly's characters. Yeah, because there's one scene where like she's in a bed in his penthouse or something, um, and he's talking about like I don't want my I don't want my uh, battle bots to die unless I want them to kind of thing. Yeah, um, or she says that, or like she says something to him to criticize him or. No, he says, it, and then she was basically, and I'm just going to draw a little green book comparison here. She was basically like, why are you busting my balls? And I wanted him to be like, because you can be better, Mr. Valalonga. Like that kind of, <laughs> and he didn't, and I wanted him to say something similar, but he didn't. Yeah. But similarly underutilized. In yeah. His, like just, he, there were moments where he, like the camera, would, like pay, dramatic music would happen. It would kind of pan in. He's like in a limo with just glasses on looking at something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. His character was so non-important. Yeah. It wasn't even, he was like an NPC, just yeah. completely just forgettable. Like combine him and Jennifer Connelly's character, get rid of 
like we don't need to know that she and Christoph Waltz were together. He can have a daughter without like we don't need to know the mother situation. But then make her the the person that the leader talks through when he mm-hmm. possesses them or whatever. Evil scientist genius. And then you can still kill her. And I would argue you would care about her more because you've seen a whole other dimension of her character. You might think she's bad still, but mm-hmm. there'd be more to it. And you don't waste two really good actors like Mahershala Ali and Jennifer Connelly. They should have made Mahershala Ali one of like the bounty killers. He would have been cool. Yeah, you know who was not cool was Ed Screen. Oh my god, so dumb. He was. Um, he played Robo Douche. Yeah, if you don't know who he, we're talking about, he was um, Ajax from Deadpool. Mm-hmm. He was in uh, Game of Thrones for a little bit. He was the one of the commanders of the Dothraki uh, or the Second Sons, and he was a, mm-hmm. a bounty hunter. Actually, essentially, he was. Um, what? No, he was mercenary. The, he was the guy that um, they changed actors. Yes, Dario Naharis. Yes. Um, so he was the the first, first. one. Yeah. yeah. So. I liked him as Stario too. I did too. I was I believed it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So anyways, he, he was very goofy in this. The chin thing. The metal goatee. Dude, so the first time they have that conflict in the bar, you kind of see him out. He's like creepy and weird to Alita. And I thought she was gonna like rip off his little metal goatee that was like in his face. Mm-hmm. I was hoping that would happen because it was bothering me. I just wanted to go like, tink. rip it off. No, yeah. I wanted like a tink. Oh, see, I was looking like a oh. You know. It was weird. That character was weird. Yeah. He uh died. Oh, she killed him. She yeah. chopped his face off. Oh, right. He was he very did, vain. He didn't die. Yeah. Uh, he just he lost just, like lost his face, I guess. Yeah. Which in any other world would be death. Not mm-hmm. in this one. Not in Robot Land. Also, how many times do we have to watch her uh, man friend die? Like the first time he got stabbed or the, yeah. And then the second time he fell off the thing. Who's man friend? Uh, Alita's. The boy. Uh, oh, what yeah. What the heck's his name? Hugo. Yeah. Like the first time he gets stabbed by uh, uh, Chin Man. Mm-hmm. And then the second time, like he's hanging from the. Uh, you know, yeah, garbage the, the poop shoot. shoot. Yeah, with yeah. a spinning wheel of death. And mm-hmm. then it's like, all right, he's dying again now. And I still don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was maybe the worst character. Yeah, just such a stereotype too in the beginning. Like the suave, sexy boy who's not. Like, On like a weird unicycle motorcycle. I guess, yeah, that's the equivalent of like a bad boy. Yeah. But it's like a weird, not sexy motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. None of it worked. He had a bandana and was shirtless. Well, he was sleeping. Yeah. At that point. So that, and he did put on a shirt right away, which I appreciated. They didn't oh, like yeah. milk that too much. Yeah. He was sleeping, but also in like sexy jeans and a belt. I think he was drunk. So he passed out that way. Okay. You're I don't making, know why I'm you're making excuses scene. for this yeah. character. I just, you know. Yeah. But no, they obviously had to utilize his, his physique and the fact that he wears terrible bandanas. I don't understand the sex drive of Alita either. I don't either. Or man. like, even when it's established, Christoph Waltz is like, you're an android, but you have a very human brain and a human heart. Like, was she human at some point? I don't, not really. Like, she's got a robot yeah, brain. It was so an artificial heart. I don't understand that. I don't either. Uh, I don't have anything else to say about this movie, though, either. Yeah, it was there. Eat yeah. some popcorn. Yeah. Drink a, it would be a good movie to drink a few beers and watch. Sure. Anytime somebody does something over the top silly, like, even Christoph Waltz had some lines that were just like, yeah, come on, really? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. There's a great shot when he first finds her. And he's like holding her up like a like a Mufasa, not Mufasa, like a Rafiki holds Simba, Simba like this, and the, it's like looking at her first, but then the camera shoots from another angle. It's like completely profile, but like really far away as the sun's setting mm-hmm. and the majestic music comes in. Yeah, oh, just you know, it's really on the nose. It's like okay, I get. Yes, I understand. Yeah. This is a great find for him. This Sh- is- tell me why later. Yeah, let me experience it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this movie was not nuanced or subtle in no. any way. No. So it's fine. Yeah, it's good for what it was. Let's put it to bed. All right. Goodbye, Alita Battle Angel. Good night, Robot Angel Battle Lord. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Oh, uh, we didn't do Hot and Bothered yet. How are we doing for Oh, time? I forgot about Hot and Bothered. We're, I mean, we're there-ish. We're but, there-ish? Yeah, but uh, I would have thrown in probably one of those movies into my Hot and Bothered. Namely, isn't it romantic? But- mm. If you have anything, you can do it. Uh, well, I've been watching Russian Doll yes. on Netflix. Which, for those that don't know. It is an interesting take on the kind of repetitive day uh, formula mm-hmm. of like Happy Death Day or uh, Groundhog's Day with Bill Murray. But it stars Natasha Leone, mm-hmm. the redhead from uh, Orange is the New Black. Oh, I don't know. She's great. She's hilarious in Orange is the New Black, and she's really good in this. And, and I'm about five or six episodes in, and I'm still trying to figure out which direction it's going to go and, and all that. So it's fun. It's been fun exploring that, and and the writing and the the visuals are pretty cool. So it's, it's an interesting watch. I've been enjoying that. Word. Uh, all right. 
in an accident yesterday. I guess that could be bothered. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got in a safe accident. Yeah. A safe, safe car accident. Can be. Yeah. yeah. It is minor, but it's just annoying. Sure. But I almost spun into a river on ice. My van did a 180 in Oregon. We oh, all, right. I almost died. I guess we could say that too. And that's it for me. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. You're everybody fine. is fine. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. One more quick reminder, unless was, you had something. That was the most flaccid, hot and bothered ever. It's fine. Yeah. That was such a side note. We just don't even care. Yeah. We're just like, yeah. I'll save it for when I get in an injury car accident. I mean, let's face it. The content was just so good. We just didn't have time. Sure. We didn't think I about it. Up. I want to talk I was about hot. Alita. I was hot on Alita. Let's be real though. This beer was your bothered. Fuck yeah. It was, it was a longer rant dude, than I've heard you go on in a while. It's because it sucks. Yeah. It's not good. So just to recap, if you are listening and you take a screenshot of where you're listening on whatever app that is and you post it on your Instagram and tag us, we'll share it. It'd be great to see where everybody listens and what time of day and just who is listening in general. We would super appreciate that. If you want to write in about any beers or movies that you are drinking or watching, um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, untapped for beer, letterboxed for movies. If you want to support our show, check out patreon.com slash fresh hop cinema. It's a whole lot of fun. Big shout outs to, we got some emails this week and I really enjoyed them. Huge shout out to Anthony Goodwin who sent us a video email about our Oscars podcast. It's been a while since we got one of those. Yeah, those are fun. Do that, guys. I enjoy it. Yeah, thanks, Anthony. Yeah, and Nick Land's been super active again this week. He is one of our all-time faves because he gets involved in the conversation. Yeah. Uh, And also, um, honestly, a big shout out to Raleigh. He messaged us about how he was kind of having a bad day and the podcast helped him not have a bad day. And... You know what? If that's the only thing we accomplish with this stupidity, that's worth it for me. I'm into it. If I can make people happy just being a silly goose, then uh, that's cool. And that makes me happy. I also want to just touch on what Raleigh said in the PS line of his email. He said, I'm on a side with Max on the fact that he is known by name at all the best video. So Uh, just going to throw that out Well, now you're just sucking up, Raleigh. Boom. All right. Well, don't be a brown noser like Raleigh and uh, (laughs) get involved in the conversation. Again, Take some screenshots. I want some Instagram stories, man. Give us that commercial. We need the love. Uh, That's Johnny Summers. Uh, That's Max Minardi. See you next week. Goodbye. This is Fresh Hop Cinema.